Bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. It's hard to yell when the bat rails in your mouth. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Bring Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast with your host Zay, Young Vander, and Bro Jeff. Welcome back to the best fantasy football podcast on the air, the Fantasy Football Fiend Podcast presented to you by Manscaped. I'm your Jose, the Fantasy Football Fiend himself, and I got my bros with me, the Fantasy Fiend. I'm Young Vander. Holler at the people. Fantasy Fiends, what's going on out there? And the rookie aficionado, Bro Joe. Holler at him. What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? Yo, we have a lot to talk about. There have been some pretty significant injuries, which also makes way for some pretty significant waiver wire moves, things of that nature. We're going to make sure we get you through it all and get you through your matchups for the week as well. Make sure that you join us on YouTube for those that haven't. The Fantasy Football Fiend at Fantasy Football Fiend. That's F-E-I-N. Also join the Facebook group at the Fantasy Football Fiend Family Facebook group. Let's go ahead and hop right into your news. And now your fantasy news. All right. So we'll deep dive into uh, what's probably going to be plaguing people the most first, and then we'll go through our normal uh, format, if you will. But the two guys that have been – one, I would say, is a pleasant surprise to most, not to us. Um, we've kind of been telling y'all to look at them since the you know preseason. But uh, Devon A. Chain, he's on IR. You have uh, your boy, J.J. Jefferson, he's on IR. Those of you that may have been in uh, you know running back situations and you kind of needed your guys, uh, James Conner may have been one of those guys. He's on IR. So uh, we have a few significant injuries. There's there's a few other injuries at positions that um didn't quite result in IR, but yet and still um, things that we're going to have to navigate. But let's start there. Um, Vander, your thoughts, uh, your moves based on A-Chain, based on Jefferson, based on James Conner. What we got? Well, I guess when it comes to A-Chain, um, this probably wasn't a guy, like you said, it was a pleasant surprise. Right. So probably wasn't a guy that you was really dependent on from week to week. Uh, therefore, you should be able to stomach that blow. Um, unless blow. you made a trade because you thought you had a RB1 replacement. Unless you traded away, you know, some of your, you know, guys that you probably drafted and say, hey, this guy's doing well. Let me trade these other guys away. Now, if you're in that predicament, then um, – your only hope is probably a waiver, um, unless you're gonna make another move. You know, what I mean, if you are, uh, a lot of people are saying Jeff Wilson. Uh, for me, I think as of this week, I like Savon Ahmed. I think he's a guy that's who will be the backup to Mostert this week. Um, so if you got to play a guy, I will go with Ahmed before I roll out of Jeff Wilson. Like it, like it. What you got, Joe? 
Yeah, I think um, mainly the chains, you know, like you said, really going to look to most start, look to man. I definitely agree with the man. Connor, um, what's that dude, Demacardo or whatever his name is? He's a little bit of a do-it-all guy. He can catch, he's a little scat back, so he can catch and he has the, the running upside. But I forgot what they match up is this week. You, you, you can which, add him. Which team? They have the oh, Rams. Arizona. Oh, they have oh, the Rams on Yeah. So. And even I, with that. I would tip. I stash him, but I wouldn't play him. Yeah, and even that, that uh, Keontae, Keontae Ingram is kind of a starter uh, to, you know, the, the new guy. Uh, D. Mikado or whatever he's uh probably yeah, be. I think it's a uh, uh, Amari D. Mercado something like that. Uh, a little bit of the scuttlebutt was that he may have been the next man up. Uh, that was just based on Ingram not being ready to go last week, but it is showing now that Ingram is a top of the depth chart. Um, when Ingram has gotten his opportunities, he hadn't really done much with them. Um, so I don't. I mean, if if you're in a desperate situation, you know. As as we always say, availability and volume are you know the kings of fantasy. So you got to do what you got to do. Um, how y'all feeling about Addison's uh, prognosis with Jefferson not being out there? Does that make things quite a bit harder for him? Because now he's going against uh, number one cornerbacks, or is it going to be one of those situations where we might want to pivot, you know, away from wide receiver and look at what T.J. Hawkinson is going to do? Or maybe now KJ Osborne is a guy. Like, like how, how do we think this um uh Minnesota situation is gonna flush out? And we might as well go ahead and talk about the elephant in the room that cousins might not be the quarterback there much longer. So what are we doing with Minnesota? Well, you know, um one of my favorite sayings or oh, is uh more than one thing can be true, right? So as you said, Addison, Hawkinson, those guys will see an increased target share, so their numbers will go up. I'm not going to say Addison will see a lot more coverage. I mean, he probably get the number one corner, but right. most cases now won't be have to, you know, really roll coverage either way. They're probably going to play him straight up. Um, I actually like KJ Osborne here. I think he kind of slides into that Jefferson's role. I know Addison's the hot ticket guy everybody's speaking of, but um, I do like KJ Osborne. And then uh, on the flip side, don't be surprised if this team decided to run the ball a little bit more. Um, they did. Mm-hmm. Bring- Acres, um, a guy. So, um, and they still have Madison there. So they may run the ball a little bit more than they were passing before. So, Joe, we got another situation brewing here, and um, I don't, I don't exactly know how I feel about it yet. So I'm gonna listen to your opinion and then develop mine. <laughs> but um, Deshaun Watson, who was thought to have sort of a, you know, it was an injury, but it shouldn't have caused them to miss one game according to the medical staff they don't know if he's going to play again this week with a right shoulder issue going on um they're indicating that pj walker is going to be the next man up this week if watson can't go but i guess my question is if you got 230 million guaranteed what's your motivation to risk further injury to your throwing arm and the only thing that you're going to get out of it, which he saw this, you know, we saw this same movie with Baker Mayfield. You go out there on the field, no one's going to listen to your excuses. Um, were you out there is going to be the only question that's asked. So can we blame him at this point? Are you surprised that this injury is now uh, possibly going to end up being a, a, a two-week ordeal? And they came off of a um, 
off of a buy, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, what, what do we have going on here with Watson? Yeah, something that was first the AC joint is now being looked at as something pertaining to the rotating thing. So just as quickly, like you said, a bye week, we got something that's supposed to be simple to something more major. And I like the analogy when you said about Baker Mayfield, where it's like, are you going to be a detriment to the team? Because we already know, like, the prowess of this team was kind of throwing it further down the field. Him and Amari was just, you know, having that, you know, bromance together. So I think it's really – I don't – I. You got, I think you said the commitment to him. I'm sure he wants to play through it. The narrative was trying to dispel what we had to deal with last year when they first acquired him, knowing his suspension. He wants to kind of dispel that. But, yeah, I think he's not looking good for people who got Deshaun Watson thinking he's going to be a layup. Honestly, I really – they don't have much to play for to me with no chub. It's, it's a fraction of a team, my personal opinion. Deshaun not going to play like he was with the Texans. So, Vander, we have Daniel Jones, who's dealing with a neck injury. Um, they're saying that it's akin to the injury that he had previously. Um, they also still don't exactly know what's going on with Barkley. Um, you know, he had an ankle issue, and, you know, last week he didn't play. They thought he was going to be able to play. He's limited right now as far as practice is concerned. They have a, a couple of O-linemen, and I want to say um, – a wide receiver as well, uh, Robinson, um, who's kind of been a flash in the pan here and there. Uh, it, right now, the Giants have a mass unit and not much to play for. Are we looking at the, you know, the rising and downfall of Brian Dable within a couple of seasons? Or is he going to get a reprieve? I mean, like, it, it looks like, you know, they started playing for him last year and then now not looking at injury, but prior to the injuries, they weren't doing all that great. And now with all of these injuries stacking up, I mean, do do they go ahead and, you know, are they one of the teams that might tank for Caleb? Because I know they have an out in this Daniel Jones uh, contract. So what do we have going here with these Giants? I think Brian Dable should uh, call the Steelers and see if they need an OC. <laughs> um, that's pretty much what we need with this. I mean, I mentioned last week that Daniel Jones is going to cost him his job. And now it's going to be a more than one thing to cost him his job. I don't, I don't think he'll be that next year due to all these different injuries. Even when they are on the field, they're not playing very well. Uh, this team, is, it needs to uh, hit, hit the reset button. Um, everybody is speaking of this tank for Caleb thing, but that's not even a, a definite when Caleb Williams talking about going back to school. True. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's going to depend on the teams that's at the top. So, but yeah, you got with these NIL deals, it's not the same. It's like they're not rushing to get paid. They're already getting paid. So, like, it's like, eh, you know, I, I see what happens to people's careers when they go to the wrong team. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and just get paid this $10 million again this coming year, which is about as much as a lot of these rookie quarterbacks are getting paid. So, you know, what's their motivation, too? So, good point. Derek May, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Facts. I mean, it's that, that's going to be interesting. Um, we'll continue down the road of quarterbacks, um, and let's continue down the road of coaches that could or possibly should be fired. I'm gonna just rip the bandaid off on this one. I don't know what my Patriots are doing at this point. Um, I, I just I feel like Bill Belichick is a great coach. He's a horrible GM. And we're asking Baker, who's a brand new chef, to do all the cooking with all these ingredients. 
So it's I I don't even know if at this point we can blame Jones because when your best wide receiver is Kendrick Bourne, now granted maybe Tom Brady could have made something shake, but he was the greatest of all times. I, I, I just don't I, I don't know what we have or what we don't have other than the fact that we don't have a good GM. Um, Bill, Bill Belichick has, has shown that to be the case over several years, even, even when Tom was there. And now we see based on what Tom did after he left, that a lot of the cooking that was going on was just because, you know, he can turn a little bit of nothing into a lot of something. But what do we got on this situation, Joe? You know, Cali had God did and then, uh, Brady didn't have, Brady did. I mean, that's the only way to put it. I think, like you said, the real band-aid to it is that I think it's a good time to move away from Bill Belichick. It's it's crazy to sound. Like you said, for all intents and purposes, there's nothing on this team other than the defense. I think that you can kind of hold your head to that. We're looking at some of these veteran players having to go. I would think it's a rebuild, my personal opinion. And I think it also, like you said, it starts from Bill Belichick, starts from bringing the actual GM. And they just need an identity. I don't even think – I don't even like Jones. I don't like the quarterback. I don't like Matt. I think Matt can go too. Like, Farley, if you're going to keep having to start Zabe and keep going back and forth, send Matt on. You, you gave him his, his his Bama coach. It still ain't working out. We we said, it. oh, he didn't have an OC. But you never gave him a receiver. I mean, like – I mean, we, I don't, we I don't see know a lot going with less. Look, we see the feeling look like – Dealing in a, a little bottle. We seen what Stroud doing with, you know, Nico, you know, um Woods and We, and we don't tank. have a Nico. We don't have a tank. Who who who's the who, Nico who in our y'all didn't get Juju? Y'all didn't go get Juju's hurt. Get the right? And if no, Patty people, couldn't do nothing with Juju, what Matt Jones is supposed to do with Juju? The, the Patriots got better weapons than the Texas, man. We ain't gonna do that. Yeah, I, see, I, I don't thank know you. About thank that. you. I don't know. Nah, about you, that. I'm not look, I, I think y'all got good weapons at wide receiver. But I do Devontae think it's a rebuild. And, and Kendrick Bourne? Devontae ain't that bad when healthy. Devontae the, ain't that bad when healthy. I think my thing is this, though. Before this season, you'd be saying Nico Collins? He wasn't nobody either. He's having a good season this year. But before this year, you would have said, you would have said the same thing about him. Uh, I can see, but He was supposed to break out, but he got hurt. So, I mean, but, but I, I can see where you're coming from with that. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I, look. I need some consolation right now, guys. Don't beat me up. I I, I need I, I need a shoulder to cry on right now. <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just one of those things where um, you know, now you're seeing all these offenses. It's, it's time for a change, maybe offensively, uh, when it comes to the Patriots, and maybe what uh, you know, their coach is doing is not quite working. That's you see the Cowboys, another team that OC is a difference when Kellen Moore and with him. Yeah. Um, these defenses are like these. These offenses are looking very vanilla. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean when it comes to the new the new style of play calling. It now seems like everybody's running to the Shanahan tree. You're probably gonna see a lot more of that in the off season, where everybody want to kind of like mix it up a, a good bit offensively. A lot of movement. Um, they're kind of getting away from the old school way of uh, football. So I think that's what we we're dealing with here. I like. I'll just turn one more time. Yeah, because like you said, I love what Vin just said. Where these old school coaches ain't cutting. Well, and I love both examples. We're going from Moore to McCarthy, and then we're looking at you know New England just playing the same offense has been playing since 2011. 
way before then, you know what I mean? It's definitely time a change of a guard where you need an innovative offense. Look what Mike Daniels is doing week in and week out down in Miami, coming up with new stuff every single week. So I love that point, man. All right. So this one, uh, this one kind of stings a bit too, especially uh for dynasty owners. You got Anthony Richardson, he's expected to miss a month or two. Um, whenever, whenever the prognosis is four to eight weeks, nine times out of 10, they're leaning towards that, the longer part of that prognosis. So, um, he is dealing with a throwing arm injury. Uh, he got landed on for all intents and purposes, but this guy needs to learn how to slide. He needs to take some lessons from somebody to, you know, you're, you're not a running back. Um, and and if, unless you want your career to be as short as most running backs, you, you might want to try to figure out how to throw the ball a little bit more or, um, you know, do something because this, this ain't working. But um, his shoulder is giving him some issues right now. So on the flip side of that, we have Gardner Minshew, who will be starting for the next several weeks. Um, I want to kind of focus more so on the Gardner Minshew side of things. Is this a guy that a lot of people may be overlooking and we may want to take a look at you know, what he was able to do the last time he knew he was going to be the guy and he got all the reps? Or is this a, you know, pull this cord in case of emergency type of a situation going on here? Well, you know, with me, I kind of like Gardner. Um, He's not that bad of a quarterback. I would say he's not a guy that's going to go out there and win you a bunch of games, but he's not going to lose you a bunch of games as well. Um, He's like the ultimate game manager. Um. And, you know, where this defense is built, I'm not sure if it's a good mix. You know, the coach defense used to be a lot better when uh, yeah. when my boy, what's his, well, he got a new name now, Shaq. The um, the, um uh, the linebacker. Right. Yeah, I know you're talking about. He was playing a lot better, you know, this defense, you know, it probably was. But the way this defense is set up now, they're going to be coming from behind a lot. You know, uh, they give up a lot to the pass. And I'm not sure if Garner can fit that mold with the way this team is designed. So in the two quarterback league, of course, uh, this is a guy you probably grab if you had a Richardson, if you was a Richardson owner, uh, but in a one QB league, uh, he's staying in the free agent list. Okay. So let me ask you this then in a super flex league, do you start him as you would any other QB or are you going with your, you know, your depth wide receiver running back sort of situation versus putting him in, although he is a QB. No, I play him, of course. I mean, a super flex to me is like a two QB league. You know, what I mean, that's pretty much what it is. It's like a decorated Q, uh, two QB league. But uh, yeah, I mean, you always gotta go with the quarterback because this is the guy that has the ball in his hand the most. Uh, I'm not gonna play a wide receiver two over a QB. You know what I mean? In hopes that he outscore him. So, of course, you play Gardner Minshew uh, in that flex spot if you can. We have Javante Williams, who has been cleared for Thursday night. I don't know if that works out well for him or not. Um, I expect for the Broncos to take another significant beating. Um, I, I just, the, the Broncos just don't have it, whatever it is. Um, they changed the, they changed the quarterback. They changed the coach. They ch- I mean, Does this fall into the same um, category as you were talking about, you know, kind of, needing a change of the guard as far as quarter I mean coaches are concerned because I know you know with most people people had the kind of feel that Sean Payton was one of those coaches that 
kind of had a more innovative offense, even though he wasn't a, a quote unquote newer coach. But a lot of these quote unquote great coaches are more so looking like they're great when they have a great quarterback. Um, and, and outside of that, anybody can be mediocre unless you have somebody great at the helm. It's kind of what it's starting to look like uh, between what we got going on with Bill Belichick and what we got going on with Sean Payton. Right. How are no, we looking at that? No, I kind of agree with that. Um, We've seen how Shanahan looked when he came back. Talking about the dad. Um, right. When he came back, you know, everybody thought, oh, Shanahan's back. And Joe Gibbs came back. Oh, Joe Gibbs is back. And they got ran out of town real quick. And I think that's what we're seeing now with these older coaches. Um, They're starting to get around the town. It's new blood now. Um, Let's look at the Eagles coach. You know, this guy was inexperienced who came in and took that team to Super Bowl. So I think a lot of owners and people are going to be like, hey, let's get some of this new blood. Let's look at McVay. You know, Shannon, these are younger coaches. Um, So I think people are going to start giving these younger bloods opportunity. I think people have caught up with with Peyton. But who, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it Peyton or was it Drew Brees the whole time? You know, who was making who look good? Just like how we thought about Bill Belichick and Brady, right? Mm-hmm. So let's see. Who, who was making who look good at this point? It, it's looking The offense still looking kind of vanilla against these defenses. Um, But even though, you know, Russ is not really having a bad year. So I know a lot of people want to put the blame on him, but if it was statistically. It's the defense. Yeah. They're getting like close to 40 points put up on them every week. Yeah. So, I mean, it don't matter what you do on offense. If the, I mean. Russ was brought in to make sure they get 21 points and they were supposed to hold the other team to like 18. Like that, that was the formula that they were supposed to be running off of. So, yeah, I feel you on that one. All right, Joe, we got one last one before we move on over to Rapid Fire 10. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is indicating that we should know a little bit more by Friday. You know, he had that hamstring injury, wasn't able to go last week. Do you think that they end up giving them just a little bit more time? Friday is kind of real close to Sunday. If you don't really know what's going on just yet, the likelihood of you not being in danger of furthering that injury, I think it's probably a little higher than what most would be willing to admit. Couple that with the fact that Monty has been going off with him on the field and without him on the field. So what's your feel for Gibbs this week? I don't think he plays this week, to be honest with you. Um, it's crazy considering the draft capital they spent on him. They didn't right. even use him how they I would thought they would have used him. Not saying anything a slight to Montgomery, because he done came back alive and he's doing exactly what Jamal did last year to a degree, if not more if better, more efficient at it. Um, I think they're yeah. gonna rest him because they don't really need him. I mean, they can handily still go into the matchup they got this Sunday, do pretty well. Uh, but I think it's a long-term play with him also as well, too, where you, he's a post I think, you know, he's a second-half guy. We're going to look at him, not relative to fantasy, but in the actual game of football, really take that leap going into the playoffs. So I think they're going to rest them uh, this week, definitely. And that pretty much wraps up the news. We're going to go ahead and get into Rapid Fire 10. And now... Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. All right, here we go, man. It's Rapid Fire 10. 10 quick questions, 10 quick answers. Who do I start? Week. What is this week six? Going into week six. Yeah. Nitty gritty time. All right. Let's get right into it. Matt Jones 
or Zach Wilson? That is fucking horrible. Um, give me Zach. It's I don't think they gonna bid Zach. So I don't, it's a Mac Jones might get bid this game. He throw another pick six. Mac Jones scored zero fantasy points last week, and he played for three quarters. Zach Wilson's arrows pointing up. Give me Wilson. And that hurts. He has the Eagles. He has the Eagles, by the way, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We got Gardner Minshew or Joshua Dobbs. Mm. Give me Gardner. I think Gardner goes pretty well this week. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna run with Gardner. Same here. All right, we got Alexander Madison or Zach Moss. Oh. I think I'm at the, I think I'm actually going to go with Moss. I don't think JT is going to get his full compliment just yet. And what he's showing me when he's getting the full compliment shows me that would have, mm-hmm. which is that maybe what Madison gets. Uh, we we don't know what Acres workload is going to be. So if all things are equal, I think Moss is actually the better back. Yeah, I'll go most too. I, I wasn't really fan of uh, Madison, but I think now no JJ. I don't think he can carry the you know offense and get it and jump started by himself. All right, we got Javante Williams or Jerome Ford. Uh, Javante, but it's only because Jerome matches up. Uh, with PJ Walker being the quarterback, the focus is going to be Ford. So give me Javante. All right. We got Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson. That's a good one. I'm going to go Olave. They got a good matchup coming up in New Orleans. I know Olave was kind of nursing a bit of an injury. Um, I think he'll go this week. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think I'm going to have to go with my old Buckeye with – well, actually, both of my Buckeyes, actually. But uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Olave. All right. We got K.J. Osborne or Rasheed Rice. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna go with Osborne. Just gotta yeah. know the volume. We don't know what receiver gonna do it for the Kansas City every week. Agreed. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna go with Osborne because I know they can't lean on Addison but so much. He's still a rookie. All right, we got Joshua Downs or Michael Thomas. Ooh. Thomas has actually been getting a decent amount of targets as of late. Um yeah. So I I think I'm I think I'm gonna go with Thomas. I'm gonna go with Downs, man. He he been cooking the last couple of weeks. Now he got uh, Minshew to throw in the ball. I like that. All right, good old Kyle Pitts, uh, Tyler Conklin. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. Um, this one hurts too, to be honest with you, because it should be an easy answer. But um, I think I'm gonna go with Pitts. I, I think I think I mean. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm gonna roll with Pitts. I'm gonna go with Pitts, but it's a Jono alert right now. Last couple weeks, last three weeks, dude been balling. We got Cole commit a Logan Thomas. Actually, I'm gonna go with Thomas on this one. Um, I commit popped up on the injury report. Um, he'll go this week, but Tom, when Thomas is healthy, he's actually a sneaky good tight end. Facts, I agree. I'll go with Logan too. And we got a great flex question here. We got Jordan Addison, okay. 
or Joe Mixon? That's a good question. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's standard, I think I'm gonna go with Mixon. Um, if it's PPR, I think I'm gonna roll with Addison. Yeah, I agree with that one. So, but I, I if I had to go one, I'm gonna go Addison. I'm I'm going I'm going with the chunk. I don't think you really need JJ to, to really do anything. Real quick, man, people not saying you know Joe Mixon, he lost it. He's losing it. He's looking like yeah, a offense, they ain't giving him enough touches, man. It's crazy. Yeah. Um I, I, I think I, I, I really feel like Cincinnati is kind of getting back to themselves a little bit. Um what made life easy for Joe Mixon is the fact that you had to focus on the, the past game so much. Um, hopefully Higgins will be back this week. That That's another problem for the mm-hmm. defense to have. And then you really can't pay as much attention to Mixon. Um, it kind of goes back to the, his situation from last year when you had a healthy quarterback and wide receiving court. So that concludes our Rapid Fire 10. Rapid Fire 10. All right, good people. Let's get into these matchups. We'll go one by one, take turns here, give you our matchup advice. Um, We're going to kick it off with Thursday's game. We have Denver going up against Kansas City. This is a 47 point over under and Denver is getting 10 and a half points. Um, I kind of feel like I'm staying away from the running backs with Denver, just because I don't think they're going to have very much of an opportunity to run. Um, I think they're going to get behind quickly. As far as that 10 and a half though, Patrick Mahomes knew what he was doing the last time when, when he, when he could have got that, that spread um, when he was going up against the jets and he decided he was going to slide on the one yard line. So don't 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 fall for the you know banana in the tailpipe as far as that's concerned. <laughs> They're gonna figure that part out. But you know, Kansas City, you know, Kelsey's going. Um, that surprised me because he supposedly had a, a, a ankle sprain. They said it could have been of the high variety, but we see the difference in football players. Um Barkley's been out for like a month. Kelsey's been off for two days, and he like, yeah, I'm going Thursday. So yeah. Um, go with Patrick, go with Kelsey. You can do a coin flip for other wide receivers. Um, I think actually Russell Wilson will have a decent game because he will have to throw the ball from beginning to end. Who's going to catch the game? I don't know. Uh, DFS purposes, Mims will probably be pretty cheap. And I think they're going to have to, you know, throw that ball up there several times and just hope for the best. And he's one of those type of, wide receivers to run and go get it. So that's where I am as far as that setup is concerned. Uh, Vander, we got the Ravens. Isaac Pacheco, man, fire him up. Um, oh, yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We've seen over the last couple of weeks that Denver defense can't stop anything. You know what I mean? I do like him. I also like Jared McKinnon. Um, yeah. In games past, he's been really lighting them up receiving-wise. Not really running the ball, but catching – a lot of passes, uh, two touchdowns in the last couple games against these guys. So he's a sneaky play, uh, sneaky DFS play as well. So I like Pacheco and I like McKinnon as well. I like it. I like it. Now we got the Ravens going up against the Titans. This is a 41 point over under and the Titans are getting four points. What we got on this event? Oh man. Uh, 
you want to play the Titans are, are horrible against the pass. Let's say that. Um, so you do want to play Lamar as a receiving core, but as a receiving core hasn't really been friendly with him. Uh, they lost this past week due to a slew of drops from everybody. Andrews dropping it, Flowers dropping it, Bateman dropping it. Um, so hopefully this week they'll do something about that. Uh, but I think she pay all the pass catches, um, if possible. Uh, also, Lamar Jackson, not really fan of running game. Tennessee don't give up much on the ground. It was a big surprise to see Zach Moss do what he did this past week against them. Uh, so don't think that'll be something that happened again. Um, as far as on the other side, uh, this can very well be the last game. Who knows? I mean, we waiting on the the, the change of the guard with Tannehill. Is Malik? Is this going to be the game that get Malik Willis in there? Because I think they have a bye after this particular week. Um, so if he go out there and stink it up, we may see Malik Willis come out. Um, not a fan of Tannehill. It seems like Tajay Spears is uh, getting closer and closer. The, the, you know, the noise is getting louder and louder as far as the snaps in comparison to uh, Derrick Henry. Uh, so, again, I like him as a flex play. Joe, we got Minnesota going up against Chicago. This is a 44.5 point over under. Chicago's getting 2.5 points. What do we like here? Man, trap game. I think, I think Chicago, this is, I think, honestly, it's a, like Chicago might might put together another win tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow, but Sunday. Um, I, I think it really goes. <laughs> I think it really both was. You know, the running back position a little bit uh, sketchy, but I think that just means Deontay Foreman, if anything doesn't pan out with Roshan, because that's the only one that's still, uh, like, the one that's most in the mix as far as him being concussion. Uh, going there, we're, I think now we can finally say DJ Moore uh, is a viable option every week uh, at this point, in my personal opinion. Uh, command, you just like the Bears offense. We're going to put it like that. Um, going to Minnesota, I think this is a, a really – I don't know. Before we could pick on uh, the Bears' defense, but the last few weeks they've they bend it but don't break. I think um, one thing that we've been noticing all season is that Cousins is getting sacked crazy, and now you know what I mean. This lends itself a lot to Hawkinson. Um, as far as the other wide receivers, I just I want to see how they how they share the ball because I think now you're going to see a lot of Madison. I think this really lends itself to Acres, whose skill set is. He can do it all. He's a well-rounded back, but I think as, as a pass catcher, I think he's going to be involved in the pass catching as well. Um, I think it's going to be a field goal game. So somebody, if you in the kickers, if your league is is favorable to kickers, this might be a game you might want to target because I think it, it's going to be really close, in my personal opinion. I don't think it's going to be a, a heavy bout back and forth. Uh, Cousins, of course, you got to start him. Uh, wide receivers. I guess if I have to if I had to give one is Addison. I don't expect him to have a crazy game, but I think twelve to fourteen points, um, you know, in a half PPR situation, uh, is fairly reasonable. I think he can do it without JJ, but obviously this is gonna be one of those games where you have to get really nuanced and balanced in order to have some type of offense. It won't be just one guy that wins. I'm gonna tell you like this. I think TJ Hawkinson is a must start, and he's almost a tight end that I would be willing to try to go get right now, if at all possible. And the person isn't trying to hold you hostage to give them up. If they aren't quite looking at it from the, the frame of mind that uh, maybe I paint the picture that life should be harder for him with JJ going. But in all honesty, I think he's going to get peppered with targets. Um, 
So I got I love catches this week. Seven, eight catches coming this week. Yes, easy. Um, you got the commanders going up against the Falcons. This is a 42 and a half point over under, and Washington is getting two and a half points. Honestly, I don't like this game for either team. Um, I think it'll be an ugly game if I can avoid anyone. Honestly, I, I would I would avoid everyone on, on both sides. I know in two QB leagues, you kind of got to go with what you got. Hopefully Ritter is a backup quarterback for you and not a starting quarterback for you. But I mean, Atlanta's defense has been pretty decent. Um, they've been, you know, pretty good against number one wide receivers. And um, Howell has been kind of iffy with getting the ball to his number one receiver, even against subpar defenses. So um, maybe Bijan will be all right, being is that he, you know, run the ball and he'll catch the ball. But I, I kind of feel like as far as fantasy is concerned, this would be a game that I would try to avoid if possible. But um, obviously, if you drafted, you know, your Bijans of the world, um, your Scary Terriers of the world, you might not have better options and you kind of got to hope for the best. But uh, DFS wise, I would kind of steer clear of this game. Um, we got the Seahawks going up against the Bengals. This is a 45 point over under. And Seattle's getting two and a half points. That lets me know that Vegas feels like Burrow is back. What do you think, Vander? No, I believe he is back. Um, one key thing that stick out to me the last game was the scramble. He had a nice little scramble. Yeah. She had some wiggle to it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I could tell you as the weeks come along, he's getting a lot healthier. So I think he'd be getting closer to 100% going into this week. Um Jamar Chase said what the week before? He's like the 7 11. He said he always open. And we've seen that three touchdowns. Proved it last week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 100, what, 100, 890. Um, I think we're going to see more of that. Um, Higgins is still working his way back with the ribs. But I think he's going to be. About that. Yeah. Um, Seattle's not going to back. And I think we're going to see a lot more Jamar Chase being um, displayed here. Remember, before the season start, and I mean, maybe it's now due to injury. I don't know. I was talking, I was saying this guy probably going to finish in front of Jefferson in fantasy points. Remember I said that? He definitely will now. And uh, it's looking <laughs> at But I think we're going to continue to see that train roll. Uh, Joe Mixon, I know we just spoke him a minute ago. Not a fan of him yet until he gets the ball going. But I do love Kenneth Walker this game because Cincinnati is one of the worst mm-hmm. teams against the running back. He should uh, maybe see a touchdown or two uh, this game as well. So I love him. Uh, those are the two guys I love the most, though, Chase and Walker on his side. Yo, we got the Saints going up against the Texans. This is a 42-and-a-half point over-under, and Houston is getting a point and a half. What do you got on this game? Yeah, this is a really good matchup. Um, the last few weeks, man, Texans have been really affected by injury on the defensive side of the ball. Most Stingley, Petrie, uh, a few other key pieces um, most recently. I know they got Jimmy Ward back last week but still nonetheless even with those pieces they've been getting taken advantage of man i think now you get a favorable matches from Carr, who's i'm not gonna i'm gonna lie this offense hasn't looked that great you know just being honest like it, it hasn't looked that great but now you're getting a uh, texans uh secondary that you can pretty much get anything you want uh i think it should be a, a good opportunity for a car his his options obviously kamara on the other side, I, I think even though uh, Stroud's been having a, a great few weeks, now you're in the Lions then with a really good defense that's both good at the run and pass. 
I think he kind of comes back home just a little bit. I think he's going to fare well. I think you can still start him. But if you had other options, I would honestly pivot this week going against New Orleans. New Orleans defense is just as old as it is. We can have as many jokes as we want. Every year, they're consistently one of those defenses. Um, looking for a bright spot, I think you still got to look at Riper Woods. You can still look at the receivers and Nico, uh, even Schultz. Because uh, even though this is going to be a defensive game, you know, that point, you know, just leads to them having to throw the ball a lot more later on in this game uh, just to keep it fairly competitive and probably have a game-winning drop towards the end. Um, so that's my look at that that week matchup. We got the 49ers going up against the Browns. This is a 37-point over-under, and I want to say it's the lowest over-under of the week, and it makes all the sense because San Fran is probably going to put up like – 30 of those points. Um, if Watson don't go, I don't know what this team stands on, to be honest with you. Um, the other thing to take a look at is the pass catchers for the 49ers. Although they'll be out ahead, that makes it more likely that they end up you know, running the ball quite a bit in the second half and not necessarily passing the ball all that much. Um, DFS, if you want to load, if you want to front load, you can get Mason for next to nothing. Mitchell is still out hurt, and Mason is probably going to have the vast majority of the second half of the game as him actually being the one running the ball. So I can see Mason getting a touchdown and maybe 50, 60 yards in the second half because Cleveland will be demoralized and San Fran won't really have a reason to keep Christian McCaffrey out there. So I I feel like this is going to be a game where San Fran kind of beats up on Cleveland um, and Cleveland doesn't have much of a recourse because PJ Walker ain't it. And if you're going to depend on Ford um, with no Watson against that defense, good luck. Uh, we got uh, the Jaguars going up against the Colts. This is a 45 and a half point over under one of the higher of the week. What we got on this one, Vander? This is uh, uh, and Indy is getting four points on this one. I mean, this is a repeat. Uh, this team had these teams played each other. I think week one. Uh, we've seen Calvin really went off in that game. And now we'll look for him to do it again. Uh, I think this will be a Calvin really game. Not so much a Christian Kirk game due to the nickelback of the Colts. Is Zay uh, Jones back? You know, not sure. Not sure if he's okay. going to play this week or not. Uh, but this is a revenge game for Mitchell, right? Um, so he's probably going to look to come out and have a good game. I do like uh, what Joe said earlier. Downs. I think they have a better rapport. Um, you tend to see when backup quarterbacks come in, there's going to be one or two things happen. Either they're going to force everything to the star receiver on the team. Or the guy they used to throw into in practice is going to be the guy to get most of the targets. And I think that would be Downs. Um, they may have a little more rapport due to being that second team in practice. So I think he's going to do well as well. I'm looking for JT to ramp up, you know, ramp up a little bit more in this game. I'm not sure if he'd be quite fantasy relevant yet, um, but you've been holding JT all this while. So I guess you feel like you have to play him. Hopefully in your flex spot, you'll sit him there. Uh, but, um, as far as everybody else on the Jacksonville side, I mean, play him ETN. He's been playing well. Um, Absolutely. Just play your guys as, as uh, usual. You got the Panthers going up against the Dolphins. This is another one of those 
Man, I think this is the biggest spread of the week, actually. Uh, the over-under is at 48 and a half. Miami might put up all 48 and a half of those points. Um, but we got a 13 and a half point spread. I, I, I don't I don't think we've had a spread that big this year yet. But um are you starting anybody on Carolina side, Joe? Like anybody? Like who who I mean, Thielen, that's it. Uh, Thielen? Okay. It's sad we, we go on the father time, but Thielen probably the only person I want to start. Just it's for whatever reason, these last four games, this guy is getting targeted like he's the number one wide receiver. It didn't matter if it was Bryce Young or if it was uh the backup quarterback in Dalton. He didn't got it the same share, if, you know, from both of them. So that's my only guy. But then we already know we're Miami, so we starting everybody. Right. My start is Basically. definitely going to be he going to get even more value. He going to go back because now he don't have a tape now at his heels. I think that's a really yeah. good play in most start. Um, I love it. That's that's it. That's the quickest game we got. <laughs> we got Actually, the I, think, I like I kind of like Hubbard if if he's a starter. Oh, yeah? Hubbard could be a sneaky DFS play. I think it's on like $5,600, which is pretty cheap. And, uh, you know, that's only if uh, Miles Sanders is out, which he may be out with that shoulder. But Now, uh, you got to understand now with Hubbard, he actually um, had more carries uh, than Sanders. Like like they've actually been kind of leaning towards um, Hubbard, even when Sanders was in the game. So, you know, you might be on to something regardless of whether Sanders is in there or available or not, honestly. You got the Patriots going up against Vegas. This is a 41 and a half point over under. The Patriots are getting three points. What we got, Vander? Hmm. I, I kind of like Myers in the return, the revenge game, right? It's, it's all about the revenge. Um, and he, he has a pretty good rapport with Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. See, Bill, Bill always want to take your best option away. That would be Devontae Adams. Correct. So, uh, Jacoby could get his man this particular game. As far as I think this is going to be a pretty ugly game in a way. Um, Ramondre Stevenson have really seen him do well this this season. Um, well, he's he's about equal with Zeke. Uh, I know we were talking about Hubbard and Sanders, but he's about equal with Zeke as far as carries are concerned. Something to look out for. We got two QBs that turn the ball over a lot. Uh, Jacobs is not quite last year's uh, Josh Jacobs. Nah. Um, so in this game, the only person I'm really a fan of will be Jacoby Myers because he has something to play for. Um, I think everybody else is just like, Going through the motions, we got pretty two. We got pretty decent defenses on both sides. I just don't think it's gonna be a high. I scoring. disagree. Um, we had a decent defense until well, we lost our top two defensive players. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, uh, J.C. Jackson probably will play, right? Yeah, he's probably going. Yeah, he'll go. Losing Judah uh, hurt a lot. Um, yeah, so Jacobs may have an easier week. Yeah, Judah, that's a big, that's a big loss. But the offense y'all playing against is not, you know stroke so yeah true and bill knows you know garoppolo's tendencies he i, th- I think he'll kind of have a couple of things up his sleeve as far as that side sure. yeah that could end up being an ugly game that, and that could end against his student you know what i mean yeah so, yeah, Thanks, yeah this, this should probably be the lowest over under in my opinion 
Not that Browns game. I think it should be this one. I was surprised that it's over 40 points on this one. So that's what made me feel like Vegas is going to have to do something somewhere because New England ain't putting up points on nobody. So, you know, for them to say it's going to be over 40 points scored, I, I kind of like I, I don't I don't think J.C. got anything for Adams. And then we literally have nobody for Myers because he's going to be going up against the third or fourth corner. So, you know, uh, you got the Lions going up against the Buccaneers. This is a game. I don't know how to work out for fantasy, but I kind of want to see this game. Um, it's a 43 and a half point over under Tampa Bay is getting three points in this one. What we got, Joe? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like, I honestly thought it'd be a drop off for Tampa with uh, Baker Bayfield, but it's the same show that's been every year. Hopefully they get uh, Evans back, but if not, it's been Godwin and Evans through and through most of the season. Uh, the run game is still lackluster there. You know, I, I love Rashad where I think um, the world of him, but this is a team that's just really been really a vertical team. There's no other way to put it. They really, you know, don't really strain too much the running game. You know, the emphasis on getting it done through everything else. Uh, but is this going to be a competitive game? TBD, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, looking at the other side, man, I think, you know, it's going to be a, a good match. I think you still start your guys in this matchup. Um, yeah, I mean, this matchup is uh, pretty good, but I think you started your guys as usual on the opposite side of the team. We got the Cardinals going up against the Rams. This one's actually a surprising over-under for me, 48 and a half. Uh, Arizona's getting seven points. And with that being the case, um, I like Kyron Williams quite a bit. Um, based on the over-under and based on the fact that the 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 um the Cardinals are getting seven points. That kind of lets me know that he's going to get uh, he's been getting over 80% of the workload. So even in the fourth quarter and things of that nature, they aren't letting uh I think his name is Ronnie Rivers is the backup there now, something like that. They're, they're really not letting him get very much run. So I can see a touchdown in store for Kyron Williams. Um, you got Cup, you got Puka, you got Stafford. I mean, I, I, I don't know that Arizona is going to be able to do very much. Um, Hollywood has kind of done a couple of things in the last few weeks. Um, and based on the fact that they're going to be behind, I can see Hollywood being a decent DFS play. Um, and maybe you do, you know, if you go heavy on running back and wide receiver and you're trying to, you know, make something shake as far as DFS is concerned, maybe you do go with Dobbs because he's going to have to throw the ball from the beginning to end and he can run the ball a little bit. But, um, and these are the same conference as well, so that that can kind of be a little tricky. But the fact that this is a forty eight and a half point over under, they're going to be some points scored, and I got a feeling that the Rams are going to be doing the vast majority of the scoring. Uh, we got the Eagles going up against the Jets. This is a forty one point over under, and Philly, uh, excuse me, uh, the Jets are getting the seven points here. Uh, what we got, Vander? Jets. Oh man, um, you know, Brees. I like well, first. I want to say Brees Hall. He looks healthy. Um, he looks really good. Yes, yeah, he does. Um, but he's playing against one of the strongest run defenses in the league. Um, True. so I think you should temper your expectations. Again, if you have him, he's probably your best option. I guess you have to start him right. 
Uh, but Gary Wilson, no way. Zach Wilson, no way. The only bright spot I see is maybe Tyler Conklin. He hasn't scored yet this year, but Philadelphia is not really good against the tight end. On the other side of the ball, uh, man, uh, we may see a lot of uh, runs by Hurts. This will probably be a game where you have a lot of legs going. Uh, the Jets tend to play a lot of man, and usually in man, you know, linebacker turns their back, things like that. Quarterback takes off. Um, so I think we saw out of him this week. Tempia expectations on um on the wide receivers though, Devonta and, and Brown, because they got sauce yeah. in them boys. So it, it, this is gonna be a really good one. I would like to see sauce and AJ Brown hook up. So you like uh Dallas uh Goddard in this one as far as pass catching yeah. is concerned? Yeah, I like the tight ends on both ends. Um and, and Swift as well. Swift is a good play, but Swift doesn't score touchdowns because once they get close to the end zone, it's hurts punching it in, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but just push. <laughs> that's it. You know what I mean? So those are the guys I like going into this, um, into this matchup. Mostly the tight ends and not really the wide receivers. I just got to add to that, Ben. Check out for Darius Slayton because I know he has suffered a knee injury. Um, that should definitely play into the matchup too this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Joe, we got the Giants versus the Bills, and I stand corrected because we actually have a higher point spread this week than what we have in the Carolina game. This is a 45-point over-under. The Giants are getting 14 points. Um, so, yeah, um, don't don't start any Giants is what it boils down to. What you got in this matchup, Joe? Man, I, I really like and dabble going to Pittsburgh, like Randy said earlier in the show, a lot more. I don't see anything changing. You're talking about a team in Buffalo who got their ass handed to them. Uh, in London this past week. And it was a winnable game. That's the, the sad part. I think they're going to beat up on um, some Ike and Tina shit uh, this week. And that's how bad the game is. They're going to get out of hand. And they, they're really aggressive. There's one thing I can say. Uh, Buffalo's now fairly healthy. Of course, they don't have Jadavion White. But other than that, they've been playing really, uh, really well as far as defense. And again, I think they're going to just run up the score. To, even with James Cook. James Cook had, wasn't running the ball the last few games. He gonna have everybody on Buffalo. You start them um, confidently. The Giants, we already know it's nobody there. I, I don't even. Daniel's out by the third quarter. I'm not surprised. He gonna aggravate that uh, neck. Fine Miller's gonna be back. That's another good reason. Already had Greg, and then he had Epinesa, who was a freak uh, last weekend. Daniel Jones out by the third quarter. Don't you worry about starting. If he plays at all. I mean, if he wins, yeah, if he, over over, he might not go at all based on this over. Oh, well, we know Tyrod ain't a stranger to get hurt. <laughs> wow. Tyrod in the stretcher by the third quarter. <laughs> revenge game for him, too, though. <laughs> <laughs> revenge going on, man. A whole revenge weekend. Hey, Vander, why don't you go ahead and close us out? We got the Cowboys going up against the Chargers. This is actually the highest over under of the week at 51 points. Uh, the Chargers are getting two and a half points. So does Dallas, you know, get a little bit of revenge uh, after taking that big L last week? Or did they put so much energy and effort into the 49ers loss that now they're going to be overlooking the charges and may lose again? What you got gotcha. on this? Hey, man, shout out to you Cowboy fans, man. God bless you. God bless you all. Um, um, this is an interesting game. Um, Looks like Austin Eckler's on his way back. Yeah. So, so all you, as I know, you're excited. You know, fire him up as well. 
um, per usual, man. Um, but I think on the Chargers side, you just play everybody. Um, this Dallas defense, I mean, it's a defense that was really good, but it's not the same without Trevion Diggs. We've seen it's that. Not. Can't run it right now. The same schemes uh, with Gilmore just being the, the top, you know, corner on the team is a difference. Um, so fire those guys up. Ken Allen, look for him to have a big game as well. Kellen Moore, another revenge, right? Uh, True. So yeah. Um, and he definitely know that defense. He, he he had to put his his guys up against them and practice daily. So, yeah. On the Cowboys side, look for Tony Pollard to, you know, get back into groove. He had a rough matchup with 49ers, but this is an easy matchup for him. I'm looking for him to have a really huge game uh, on that side um, of the ball. But, um, of course, with your Cowboys, you got to play everybody. This defense is not scary. Um, so, CD, Lamb, everybody, just play, you know, play the guys. Yeah, I just want to throw with Lamb, though, just the narrative, right? Last three games under 55 yards, you know, Richard Sherman just called him out saying he ain't a number one wide receiver. Yeah, I think it might be a good lamb game this weekend. And we do have the trade deadline coming up here in just a few weeks. I want to say trade deadline is Halloween, if I'm not mistaken. I want to yeah. say it's October 31st. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, we may hear a lot more scuttlebutt rumors about, you know, who's in, who's out, how that's going to affect everything going forward. But for today, we out.